0: A new Catholic college is starting up this year, and it promises a very different kind of education. That's what we're going to talk about today on Crisis Point. Hello, I'm Eric Sam. your host, editor-in-chief of Crisis Magazine. Before we get started, just want to encourage people to like the channel, subscribe to it, do all the things you're supposed to do to let other people know about it. You know what to do, uh, so do it. Also, follow us on social media at CrisisMag. And you can also uh, subscribe to our email newsletter. Just go to CrisisMagazine.com. Dot .com and you'll find a place where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Let's get right into it So our guest today is Jacob Imam. He was born into a Muslim home Converted to Catholicism under the guidance of his godfather Walter Hooper who was C.S. Lewis's personal secretary That's a nice connection. That's a very nice connection <laughs> he, uh, he graduated from the University of Oxford as a Marshall Scholar with his master's and doctorate writing his dissertation on theology and economics And he is the founder and vice president of finance for the College of St. Joseph the Worker, which is what we're going to be talking about
1: today. Hello, Jacob. Welcome to the program. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much. That was a mouthful of an introduction. I'm sorry you had to do that. Yeah, that's okay. Well, you know, a founder
0: of college needs to have a pretty good CV. So yeah. I think it was, I'm glad that there was something there. Yeah, great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, I want, I said this before we got on, but I want to tell everybody that I, I don't think I've had so many people before a podcast tell me how excited they were about the podcast. I usually don't even advertise ahead of time. It's just friends, people in our homeschool group here, Their kids are already looking at the College of St. Joseph the Worker. They're very interested in it. I've been hearing talk for months now, I guess over a year now, about it. So people are very excited. So I'm excited for this, and I think a lot of people are as well. But before we get into details of the college, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Because as the founder, there's not many people who found a college, and so what kind of brought you to the point where you thought, hey, this is a good
1: idea. This is something I'd like to do. Kind of your own story of getting to this point. Well, thanks so much for asking about that. I had a background in, in um, finance a little bit. And and certainly that's what I ended up writing on. But I always knew the academy was going to be home for me. And so when I was um, working in D.C. and uh, visiting a friend uh, at some point who was in admissions at Uh, a a college, a university in the South, Um, we were chatting and he was saying how much he was kind of regretting his job and his conscience couldn't really handle it anymore because he was welcoming students into this uh, early life of debt um, and all for an education that he didn't really think was worthwhile. And so, I, you know, thinking about this, I'm about to start up on my doctorate and I was uh, kind of seeing myself in his shoes, you know, do I really want to be um, operating within a university that is uh, perhaps um, morally questionable and certainly sending off students uh, limping off financially into really what should be some of their be- the better years of their life? Uh, and so that was that was a big motivation to start thinking about something else. And our minds um, quickly went to the trades and no small part because, well, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's probably good enough for us. And if, uh, and also you get paid to train in the skilled trades. Uh, and so if there was a way that we could perhaps unite together the intellectual life with the life of manual labor, uh, calling the bluff on this divorce that our culture has, uh, has, has taught us between the head and the hands and marrying them together again, uh, that we might have a model that both simultaneously Forms good Catholics in the intellectual tradition of our faith, um, while also forming their hands to do good, serious, dignified work modeled after the life of our Lord. And so we tweaked with that model for tweaked with that model for a little while and got some better minds on it than mine. And uh, and now we're now we're off to the races. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up the elephant in the room on the first
0: and the first question that is debt. And when you talk about college today, that's what you that has to come up is debt. I know my own story is I when I went to get my master's in theology at Franciscan, Mm -hmm. this was in the mid 90s before I got married. But I got engaged and I was going through the program and I was getting some debt and I was like getting comfortable because I was engaged. I was going to get married and I thought if I finish the degree now and get married i'm going to start off marriage with a huge debt that i have no way to pay back in, mm. you know, in a realistic fashion and i just went to my now wife my fiance tom i just said i we, i gotta quit I, I can't i can't do this right now it's just because wow. i just put myself behind the eight ball because i remember i talked to another person like in the program and he was like on food stamps with his wife and stuff in oh, man. the program going debt. and i just thought i mean i did I didn't I wasn't I'm not saying what he was doing was immoral, but I felt like there was some morality issues there for me, at least Mm. going into that debt. And so I just was like, nope. And I went off and got a job. Then later got finished the program through distance ed, uh, you know, which was a lot cheaper and, you know, allowed me to do it. But so I'm glad that that was one of the first things that comes up because it is an issue. And we'll talk a little bit later about, of course, St. Joseph, the Worker. A college is mm-hmm. just a worker and it's cost structure and all that mm-hmm. um but now what would you say though i want to keep it a little bit big picture great still what would you say in in modern america 2024 america somebody graduates from high school most people most kids today they go to high school they graduate from high school
1: mm-hmm.
0: what would you say is the purpose of education beyond high school
1: yeah, it's a great question. It's a million-dollar question. It's not a question that we ask. I mean, everybody will say it's to get a nice job, right? Right. Uh, or, or to uh, join an elite class in other cases. Um, really, the whole point of education, whether it's higher education or lower education, if you want to call it that, uh, is the formation of virtue. To know the truths that make life most human, uh, so that they might be your guiding stars uh, in your life, to form the contemplative virtues, the intellectual virtues, uh, that they might then lead you into the active life again, into the life where you put on the moral virtues. That, that's the point. I mean, that's the point of life as a whole, is actually coming into union with the Holy Trinity. And so the really the, the the joy of higher education in particular is to get into the subtleties and the more dynamic truths that really do have a ripple effect on the rest of your life and of society and when when christians first founded the universities and it was the catholic church that founded the first universities they did so specifically to teach priests to preach the gospel more accurately more thoroughly more holistically so that the gospel might truly take hold of people's hearts and transform uh, society. I mean, we, I'll give it a quick example, is that to be able to understand when uh, we see something like the Aryan crisis uh, in, in the fourth century and beyond, that there was not just some sort of intellectual uh, itch that needed to be scratched amongst theologians. That had wide-ranging political ramifications. Insofar as you're trying, as the as as Constantius, as, as the emperor, was trying to s- demote Jesus so as to promote himself, that the temporal power might seize upon relig- religious rituals, spiritual insights, so as to have a better control of the population, to have another you know, technique or tool in his uh, toolbox of social control. Uh, this, this is something that is true about the very person of Jesus uh, that also has an implication in how we live today. Uh, that's, that's some tough stuff and that takes dedicated, serious time being formed in the faith so that we might be able to proclaim and live it well.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't expect it to take this route. And I, I like it, though, because one of the things about modern education, if you look at the kind of how modern ed- education started, particularly in the 19th century, like yeah. Germans and, and and then here, mm-hmm. it, it seems, and I, I, I know sometimes I might sound a little conspiratorial. Well, just in general, I know I sound like that, but, but I, <laughs> I might sound a little conspiratorial when I say it does seem to be a system for control. Mm. And I don't mean like, Soviet Union control necessarily, although that is a danger always. I mean, just like we will make good cogs of the machine.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: will make sure that nobody will go. They will. They will be trained so that they can. Uh, I, I think somebody. Oh, somebody. How do they put on like, something like you know? Schools don't like teach. They train and or something mm-hmm. like that. The point is, is like they're they're basically just saying, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this, and you will be a good citizen. Mm-hmm. And so, what happens though is when, when the powers that be are doing things that are fine, that's not a big deal. Sure. But when the powers that be are not, which I think we probably agree, and most people watching this would agree, they're not really these days. Absolutely, <laughs> and yeah. that becomes a real problem for everybody. And so, being and like you're tying into the like the airing crisis of like the idea that the when I mean, the powers that be want to control the populace, a lot of that is education. And so, kind of going against that, it, it, you know, having that now the one thing i want to say though and this is where i think we're, we're getting into the college of saint joseph the worker and that is this all sounds well and good and i'm the guy who has said this myself and i kind of i, I kind of kick myself and realize I, I i shouldn't say it like this but I, I will say it like i've heard it said and i've said it my, myself that's all sounds all well and good but i need food on the table for my kids right, right. i need to be able to support my family so i have my theology degree or my catholic studies degree and i feeling like you know i i know how the world you know i i know how to think that's fine but and i know the the, the true liberal arts colleges will argue that being able to think will give you a good job and i'm not and i i've come to the conclusion i think they have a lot there's a lot of truth in that hmm. but at the same time i got to put food on the plate uh, on the plates of my kids more importantly and my wife than in my own so this is where I think we see, this is where we're talking about something different, from the College of St. Joseph's Worker. So tell me how you went from, okay, we want to train people how to think, how to really see things, see reality, how it really is, how God mm-hmm. is it. And, okay, I'm going to teach you how to pick up a hammer. I mean, what's the mm-hmm. connection there between those two things?
1: Yeah, you know, they're they're actually integral to one another, but I'll start off in a way that's going to seem as if they make, they're more separate than they are. So just forewarning. One of the things that I, I heard that line, the one you just said, quite a bit, and I had that same hesitation. The, the, namely, the line that the liberal arts do enable you to think more critically, that will make you more enticing to employers, and 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 like you, I agree there is plenty of truth in that. But all of a sudden, you are you you utilizing the liberal arts for a purpose that they were not designed for. Mm-hmm. You know, the liberal arts are to teach you the truths that make life most human, to free your soul, to be able to think about the world well, to understand it well, and to approach it well. It's not, it doesn't deliver you technical law, knowledge like uh, computer programming. It doesn't offer you uh, technical knowledge like accounting, say. It's not meant for that. It's not designed for that. And so is to be able to separate a very practical track, which is still essential, putting food on the table. Um, to separate it, we almost, I think, free up the intellectual tradition a little bit more to be what it truly is. That these are just truths that are good and in and of themselves to be a vector for my entire life, but not to earn me money. And so so on that hand, they, they are uh, purposefully uh, separated. Now, on the other hand, you we know from St. Thomas Aquinas as, as well, amongst many others, uh, that the material needs of our life have to be met in order for us to be able to lead a virtuous life. If you are starving and destitute, you are not setting yourself in the occasion of virtue. That's the idea. And to neglect the material aspects of yourself to the point where you are starting to Uh, find it difficult to lead a life of virtue means that you are actually prioritizing something else above God. Because at the end of the day, this is for our intimacy with Jesus Christ in the Holy Trinity. And so the material life is actually very essential for the life of virtue. Um, It also is, is, uh, I can mention that I think there's uh, that connection between the liberal arts is something that's important and good in in and of itself and that you'll get a job later on and that you can't really put a value on the liberal arts as, as a result of that is something that I I, I do agree with I would just say that if you can't put a price tag on the value of the liberal arts education, then you probably shouldn't stick a hundred thousand dollar <laughs> price tag onto it. There is <laughs> a
0: price tag. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and so I think that there if there's a way in which we can really understand how the moral virtues and the intellectual virtues, how the active life and the contemplative life really do nurture one another. Uh, then then we should be able to create a system and a model that represents that more fundamental Catholic anthropology.
0: Okay, so obviously, like your, your typical secular colleges today fail miserably on, on the count of teaching people to think, teaching people to see sure. the world. They might be yeah. good in certain uh, aspects of like teaching to be a computer programmer, uh, teaching to be a doctor, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, what about though, like... Obviously, when you start a new college, you're saying that there is a need for something that's not being met. Why would you say that like good schools like a Franciscan University, Ave Maria, yep. uh, Benedictine College that do have programs of of specific trades for like I know we wouldn't like accounting or computer program whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Why would you say uh, like what what is College of St. Joseph doing that is kind of different from what they're doing, as far as uh, teaching. Is it just what you're teaching, the trades you're teaching, or is it something mm-hmm. else?
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a good question, and I don't I don't want to. Um say anything negative because i really do admire franciscan university and ave maria and all, all the hosts of the other newman guide schools i just think that they're from my experience in business that disruptors are needed to be able to set a new course up from time to time it's it's once you've done something uh, well um for so long it's hard to change a course and so new institutions are sometimes needed i, I would say this also that you know we're, we're um enjoying the octave of epiphany right now and and we just had a our another little baby and so it's been fun to kind of reflect on uh why jesus came in the form of a child and obviously paramount in all this is is that he comes the greatest as the weakest the most vulnerable And, and and so i don't that is that is paramount but I think there's more to it too. And I think any parent knows that there's nothing more disrupting to your customs and habits and routines than a little child coming into your life, (laughs) you know? And, uh, but dis and so there is something that's disruptive about, Jesus that's foreshadowed in in the very presence of him as as a child. And of course he does come to overturn the reign of Rome. He comes to overturn the money changer's tables, uh, to overturn Satan's sin and death. Um, But his disruption is not first and foremost driven out of condemnation, but out of love. And disruption at its best is always driven out of love. And so, and I, I hope that that is what it is for us as well, is that we are looking at this next generation and saying, I think I, we just love them so much. We want to do better for them. I mean, we, we want to treat them as our kids, as as many of them actually are too. You know, so I, w- I would say that too, is that, that we are not trying to cast judgment on other institutions. We, we're really just focusing on it. On, uh, a different a different vector on on the next generation what we might be able to do for them so first
0: of all congrats on the new child thank you you, you don't look anywhere near as tired as you should
1: <laughs>
0: god bless you thanks I, I know how that does disrupt you uh and by the way as you have kids as you get older it that that getting up in the middle of the night gets just a little bit harder <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. but it's all worth it i mean 100 worth it just, you know, just it a little bit more the next day i guess is the best way to put it so yeah I mean, just, <laughs> the older you get so uh, okay so why don't we get now into some specifics about the college of saint joseph the worker why don't you just give me uh, like the elevator pitch that you would give mm-hmm. to a parent who's let's say their son is a junior in high school and he's expressed interest mm-hmm. and so let's say the mom comes to you and says you know, why should my son, you know, what, what's, what's attractive about the College of St. Joseph to work at, particularly knowing a new college always has its uh, risks involved, its, yeah. its um, unknowns, yeah. I think is probably the best thing, as opposed to going to a college that's been around for 50 years or something like that. So what's kind of your elevator pitch to that mom?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I, I would say, first and foremost, that w- what we're trying to do, which is to simultaneously train students in the Catholic intellectual tradition to earn their BA degrees, as well as in the skilled trades carpentry, HVAC, masonry, uh, plumbing, electrical, so as to earn their journeyman status, is something that is particular. You know, we are not just a trade school and we're not just a degree uh granting institution. Uh we are a, a dynamic combination of both. And so really we do fit a particular type of student that is intellectually inclined, that is academically um uh you know uh, promising and and advanced I would say as well. We really take that higher education part seriously. Um but also someone that um, knows that he uh loves working with his body and wants to see a tangible difference in the world as a result of the fruit of his labor you know so many of us are you know stuck behind computer screens for our day the day and uh, i think that part of the age of anxiety that we're living in is contributed to through not being able to see our work as truly efficacious uh if if our if you if you're a student that's really wanting to know that you're making a difference in the world that you are physically actually building up our culture in a different way, th- then the trades are should be a serious option for you. Um, if you are not as intellectually inclined, then I would say that the trade that trade school should be a serious option for you. But if you are in love with the dynamic. Philosophical, theological truths of our tradition that you want to take serious time to study them, to receive them from our tradition, uh, and you're looking forward to being a husband and a father one day. Then, then, then this is a pretty appealing. This should be a pretty appealing option um, for you. I would say that we know about the the problems of higher education elsewhere. Those are risks that are knowingly taken by people today. You know, namely the uh, the culture of extending adolescence, the, the financial, the, the crippling financial situation that they, they promise. And, um, you know, when with a, a handful of exceptions of universities, uh, it's also an intellectually compromising um, environment as well. And so those are known risks. Um, for us, they are unknown. Um, but, you know, but you certainly do know at the very least is that the training and the trades are going to make you a very enticing uh, employment option to so many uh, today that the trades have this desperate quantity problem uh, that there are three people retiring out of the trades for everyone that's entering in that there are five hundred thousand. Um, unfulfilled job prospects right now in the trades right now, and that number is only growing, um, that there's a serious quantity problem. And so to be able to fill in that quantity problem, you're going to be paid very well. But what we're trying to achieve is not just a fix to the quantity problem. Our fix is to the quality problem. If you have a quantity problem, you do have a quality problem. That's just inevitable. And we want to raise up uh, good Catholic men that are formed well in the faith that are formed well in their vocational skills, uh, that they might be good leaders of men, both spiritually as well as temporally. And I think that's a promise that's, that's very enticing.
0: I, I tell you a, a need for this. I mean, I, so I, I own some real estate and getting people to the contractors for work Is one of the most difficult and frustrating things because you, you know, first of all, just finding them, like you said, three out for everyone in, I believe that because Mm -hmm. I see that directly, but then finding quality people and because, you know, not, I'm not talking about quality work because you need quality people because they will do quality work, but they will also show up when they say they're going to show up. Mm -hmm. They will give you the, 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 the the job that they say they're going to give you all of those things. And that is because, I mean, so many times you just get where they don't show up or they, they show they do a, a haphazard job. They don't treat, mm-hmm. you know, or they can't run a business like totally. I mean, sometimes it's not even like they have bad motives or, or they're, they're like, anything you know, that. they just they don't know how to. I mean, just run a business where they're like, OK, I set up these appointments. I, I show up when I say I'm going to show up. I balance the books. I do all that type of stuff. All right. Make sure I get somebody who can balance the books. You know, all those type mm-hmm. of things. It just it, it's just haphazard. They have a great skill, maybe in carpentry, let's say. Yep. They're excellent, but they cannot they can't do anything other than that. And and so yeah. So the need, I think, is I mean, I, my my goodness, it, it it's out there. I know. Now, what is the actual program then for mm-hmm. a student? Now, just to be clear for people who are listening to this right now stuff like this, we're 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 doing this in January twenty twenty four. Your first semester starts in fall of 2024. That's right. And so for what is the, the program? Like how long does it take? What is the basic overview of the what they will be doing? A student who
1: starts this fall, what will they be doing through the, the, the program? Great. Thanks for asking that. So if you try, if you look at an average BA program, it's four years, right? And if you look at an average journeyman Uh, program or to work your way up to journeyman status. That's about four or five years. So we've taken what would otherwise be eight or nine years of work, and we've uh, condensed it down in a very rigorous six-year program. The first three years are here locally in Steubenville, Ohio, where students will be simultaneously studying theology as well as uh, training in the trades. Uh, Starting years four and extending into five and 6 We'll be placing them. We'll be placing our students with master craftsmen within our uh, tradesmen networks, so that we can place them back into uh, their the states that they want to be in. And, and so that and doesn't have to be
0: in studentville No, six.
1: no, it does not have to be. Uh, and and there's many reasons for why that is, but it's much easier to get certified uh, in the state that you want to be in, uh, rather than being certified here and then sending you somewhere else. To give you an example, a good friend of mine is a master electrician. He's actually a master electrician in two different states. Uh, and and he also has a master's in history and just a really bright guy. And we thought, well, man, this is the dude that we need teaching uh, electrical for us. And so we, we bring him up here and the state of Ohio won't recognize his master's licenses, even though he has two of them. And so there's whole new set of, of programs and hours and, and, uh, and certifications that he needs to achieve to be able to work here. And thank God we're at the tail end of of that. But currently in America, it's easier to transfer your license from state to state as a lawyer or as a doctor than it is as a plumber or electrician. And which is just so bizarre. Um, But, but that's the reality that we're facing with. And so we like to, but also there's a positive aspect of it rather than just a legal um, consideration is that we would like to place our students in the communities that they want to be pouring themselves into sooner rather than later and so we starting year four we will do that and their education will take an online platform um, and and then they'll they'll graduate uh after after the six-year mark so that's that's the it goes in a nutshell the tuition is fifteen thousand dollars a year for the first three years and then for years four, five, and six, it drops down to $5,000 a year. Okay.
0: And I, I think most parents who have college age kids know this. That is super cheap. Um, <laughs> I mean, that is very inexpensive. I, 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 Yeah, trust me, it is. Now, okay, now, obviously, your first class, I assume your first class this fall will be all freshmen. Like, you're not, nobody's starting two or three years into it, right? You're just, you have to start from scratch, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So, so for three years, I guess you have you have about three years to build up your network around the country mm. of where people can go. So let's say a student okay. is in Omaha right now, mm-hmm. and they want to go to this school. So for three years, they would be in Steubenville. But they're like, I, I want to be in Omaha. That's where my family is. That's my community. That's where yeah. I want to build my, my trade, my, my practice, whatever. So the ideal would be that by the time they get to their fourth year, there would be somebody in Omaha who would be their um uh I guess they'd be an apprentice of what what I, yes. I, that they would work under. Mm-hmm. And that person would be part of your network. Is that is that the way it would work? And so they would still take the online classes through you know, the the college, but
1: then they would all, then they would be basically a a full-time apprentice. Is that correct? That is correct. That's That's exactly, yeah. And, and, you know, right now what we evaluate and how we build up our craftsman network is really looking at two things, the quality of character of the craftsman and the quality of their craftsmanship, Um, ensuring that they're actually going to be raising up our students in the way that we would like them to go in the way that we had already been raising them up. Um, So that's, that's something that we're, Actively working on now, we already have dozens of, of craftsmen on that list, and so we've been prioritizing uh, and will prioritize where our students are from um, within that evaluation process.
0: All oh, right, to make sure you're actually getting students who would be, you know, they would have a, a craftsman. Now, let's say mm-hmm. there's a kid in a in a, let's say Omaha. I don't know why I picked that, but yeah, anyway. that's great. Um, and they know a, let's say an electrician mm-hmm. who's a Catholic. Maybe goes to their parish, mm-hmm. and the and can they recommend to the college? Hey, uh, c- can you evaluate this person to become a uh, one one of your uh, teachers? You know, uh, in, in the future.
1: Absolutely, yes. We will. Those craftsmen will still have to go through our adjudication process. Of course, of course but but absolutely. That that example just happened yesterday, actually. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And now, okay. So now, what trades are you? like starting off with, are they restricted to certain ones? You mentioned a number of them. You have your plumbing, Mm -hmm. electrician, carpentry. Are there certain trades starting off that you're you're saying, okay, we're limiting it to these trades to start off with?
1: Yes, there are. We have four tracks that we're starting off with and those are uh, carpentry, electrical, plumbing and H V A C. the reason why we picked those are really because those are the four trades with the highest capital gains. So we, we're sure that the numbers could work out best uh starting there. Masonry will be also a subset that we'll be training our students in as well and, and looking forward to developing a fifth track in um at, at some point. Um, but those but those four are what where we where we're we beginning with. So
0: now when a student starts, do they have to declare a track? Or do they learn in all four a little bit? Or, or what?
1: How, how does that work? Yeah, great question. I'm very excited about this. So the first year, it, they do not need to declare. And actually, uh, they won't. Need to uh, at all until the very end of that first year, and the reason why is because we really want to ensure that our students have a holistic understanding of the building trades. They're not just expert plumbers, but they are uh, seriously dangerous when it comes to carpentry and electrical as well. Dangerous in a good way, I should say. And (laughs) (laughs) be dangerous in a bad way. with like, yeah, I'm (laughs) dangerous in a bad way in electrical. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) um, the uh, so we call that program that first year program the anatomy of a home uh, so that you really understand the totalizing logic of a building and how different minuscule parts fit into the holistic um, building picture i mean the number of homes that i have been in and i'm not even one of these trade tradesmen that we have on on faculty in our faculty that have just cut through HVAC techs that have just cut through a uh, floor choice is just incredible. I mean, that is something even I know you should right do, right, <laughs> you know, and uh, and then to look over and to say, well, then what else did they get wrong? That's a big thing. What are all the small things? And so to be able to take a full year uh, and introduce our students into um, you know, the, the composites and the structures, the, the, the models and the methods um, within the other trades is, is a really essential starting place uh, before they start to pick the one trade that they really want to concentrate in. And so I think especially if someone is comparing us to a trade school, th- that's where we might have the edge um, within our trades instruction.
0: It also helps them if they want to become like a general contractor at some point, they know like, and like, if they're like their expertise is in carpentry or something like that, they know, okay. The, what to look for in a good electrician. Absolutely. They have a basic understanding. Like I wouldn't know. I mean, I wouldn't know what a good electrician is because I know nothing about, you know, about that world, but they would at least know, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Cause I know enough to, to be able to evaluate an electrician and work with him and things like that. Um, Absolutely. okay. So, so those first three years, they're, they're taking, they're taking classes in theology and Mm -hmm. and Catholic studies. Is that okay? And actually this takes me back to a question I haven't asked yet. You're in Steubenville. The first Mm -hmm. thing people want to know is what's your relationship with Franciscan University of Steubenville? Is there a relationship? Obviously you have a ton of theology professors and people, great people. I mean, you got your Scott Hahn, your Mike Cirillas, all those people there. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you have a relationship with them? We do. Things we got. You know, it's actually, uh, it, it might sound at least contentious being in the same small, dilapidated Rust Belt city, but there's no tension at all. They're good friends of ours. We go to Mass, you know, with everybody that works up uh, on campus there. Uh, so, so this is a very friendly relationship. We have an official partnership with them as well. So um, our workshop actually is available to Franciscan university students Uh, there's uh, they've already started to utilize it's been really wonderful to see what what they're building and uh, and then our their library is is our library and then there's a an ability to share faculty uh, as well and so we we look forward to that and uh, you know scott hans one of our advisory uh, board members john bergsman will teach an old testament class um, for us and we'll see how many other um, professors go both ways but it's a very friendly um, relationship that we have
0: So a student, okay, freshman, first semester, they're taking a theology class. Are there, are they taking the theology class, on? Franciscan's campus, or on—I don't even know what your campus, your building is yeah. like. Is and are they with Franciscan students in the class, or are they, or is it just College of Saint Joseph students in their theology class?
1: Yeah, great question. No, it, it is a, in our um, academic building that, that okay. our students will be taking courses primarily from our own faculty, but just would, with the professors share just again demonstrates a friendly relationship that we okay. can go up there to teach classes. They can come down here and teach classes as well. And they get a library card at the Franciscan Library? And they do get a library card at the Franciscan yeah, that's, Library. That's huge, because I,
0: that, the library's got everything that comes to Catholic studies and theology. I, so I, I, a, I could live in there. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> my family knows when I go to visit Soonville, like I might get lost in the library. Just, you know, leave them go until it's time to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. where, and as a guy who's lived in Stunville before, and my kids mm-hmm. live in Stunville
1: now, where actually is your your, where is your academic building? Where is it? Yeah, great question. So we are in downtown Soonville. Uh, Downtown Soonville was once a very vibrant town. I mean, it was competing with Pittsburgh at one point um, for kind of being in the metropolis of of the area. Uh, And then when the the steel industry went up and left to China and industry, it just became a ghost town. And so uh, really two thirds of the Storefronts are boarded up down here now. There has been this wonderful and a very exciting revitalization um, movement here in downtown. A lot of energy and a lot of hope with young Catholic families uh, starting new businesses uh, here. And so we are smack dab right in the middle of that. And so we have our workshop um, on the corner of Third and Washington. For anybody that does know uh, stevenville that our academic building is one block away um, up on up on um, Washington, and then. Um, throughout the downtown area, we have houses um, for our students to to live in, all within uh, close proximity uh, to to the workshop and to the academic building.
0: Okay, I got so many questions. Okay, so um, I just want to make one comment because I know people who have visited Superville, like in years ago. I Okay, so I lived in Summonville in the 90s and I went to school there and downtown in the 90s was, I mean, just a pit. I mean, it just was, yeah. like, <laughs> you just, there was nothing. I mean, it was like, Somebody say you could have a picnic in the middle of the streets there and no, nobody would ever disturb you because it was just like either dead or just, and just was awful. <sighs> and I go back now and it's amazing. Yes. It still has, it still has mm-hmm. to go places, but and I, I got to give a shout out to my very good friends, Mark and Gretchen Nelson. I mean, mm, done people. so much to revitalize that town and others. And I don't want to act like other people haven't done as well, but I just know Mark and Gretchen Nelson's have done so much that town, the, the downtown, particularly, is so different now than it was 30 years ago um because the reason i say that is because i can it 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 still has a reputation and i i I can see a parent being like uh, you know my kid Mm -hmm. living you know downtown something like that and i'm not i'm not i don't live there anymore so i can't say exactly but i just know when i go i'm like wow this is a lot different than it used to be Mm -hmm. Um, and and still has a ways to go but it's it's very good so that was my next question was about housing then so Hmm. student comes From Omaha, because that's where all your students are going to come from now.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Where do they live and is that included? We already mentioned it's $15,000 a year
1: the first few years. Mm -hmm. Is your housing included in that? Is is food included in that? And where are they actually living? Yeah, great question. First of all, you're right to mention Mark Nelson. We all call him the king around here. So we we be renamed Nelsonville one day. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So so housing is... is is an interesting model for us no just to kind of cut, cut to the quick of it our students will be pl- will paying their um, utilities and upkeep on the house but there's no normalized rent on it in the same as you might be renting um, from somewhere else so you, our students we tell them the budget something like $150 a month instead of the usual 550 or more uh, a month and the and the reason why we're doing that and we're really having them take care of the costs that it just takes care that, that you need to have for to take care of a home is that we want to get them as far out of this age of adolescence as possible. We want them to take responsibility for the things that they're utilizing. So we're trying to make it as cheap as possible so that they and have them pay directly for the cost of upkeep that they might know that they have some form of ownership over it, you know, the Catholic tradition loves to say that ownership stems from use, you know, before it becomes some juridical mapping. And and we want our students to realize that and enjoy that and have the pride of ownership as much as they can um, while, while they're there. So that's why we have it so cheap um in terms of houses it does
0: does the college own the houses
1: the college does yeah so one of those uh, you know things that they'll have to pay later that they won't have to pay for us is taxes because we are a 501c3 so we get out of property taxes but um that'll be a surprise later for them Uh, (laughs) uh and then in terms of uh food it that is something that they we will have to take care of on their own. There's a new okay. grocery store uh, in downtown Steubenville. It's one of the new businesses that have come on board. Well, where is that? Right on 4th Street. So okay. if you know McCausland's, um, not McCausland, sorry, uh, McCausland, it's very close um flower shop it's in it's taken over that building oh okay great i didn't know that yeah yeah. it's a very interesting model of that actually it's it's all from local farmers so um farmers can drop off their their meat their milk their butter uh, right there in downtown so you it's instead of a farm the table restaurant it's farm the shelves grocery store
0: okay interesting and there is a kroger right up the hill too and there is a kroger Uh, right
1: up the hill yeah yeah yeah. so it was so, an excellent cheese section, I would say. So. <laughs> Somebody sounds like he's been there. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: uh, so the student, I mean, this is something a little different, I think, because a lot of times when you go off to a typical college, it, it's like their freshman year. They are, it's it's very little transition from home. If I'm assuming they're in a home where their parents like kind of mm. made their meals and did everything like that mm-hmm. for them. I know not all kids come from that, but like a lot of them do. And so you go off to like, let's say Franciscan or, or a, a state school or something like that. In the mm-hmm. freshman year, usually you were required to pay for the, the food and, you know, uh, the, the room and board. And basically everything's made for you. you just show up, you eat, and you, and you come and you go back to your dorm, whatever. Mm-hmm. So in this model, it sounds like they will be living in houses with a kitchen and all the, everything they need, and they will be responsible for feeding themselves. So going to, um, doing their grocery shopping, fixing it and eating it. That's so, right. Okay, so and that I think that's very important to note because, I mean, I, I, okay, I, I can say it, you can't say it, but I'll be blunt. <laughs> a lot of kids aren't able to do that even at the age mm-hmm. of eighteen, and they need to be able to do that. I mean, my, my my wife was very good about making sure all my kids, boys and girls, when they graduate, okay, that you can at least cook a few meals. <laughs> you know right, you, that's great. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know you have to do that. Um, so okay so that that's that's very interesting and so they would need to budget that so their fifteen thousand does include rent mm-hmm. essentially classes but not food and not utilities and upkeep so let's say that's right they are having a you know a, a fun game of a foosball or something in in the um in the in their apartment and they the house and they get too excited and they punch a hole in the wall yeah yeah (laughs) what i mean these are like questions i think people want like what do they do um at that point i mean i'd be i'd be guessing that some of them be inspired they want to fix it themselves
1: because they're in school to do stuff like that but
0: what 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 is the kind of the model that, that that they will, what they will do in those situations?
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, you, you call up, um, you know, us, and you let us know that you punched a hole through the wall, and then <laughs> we say, all right, go fix it. And if they don't know how, that's kind of on us, isn't it? Because right. that's exactly why they're here. We've well, They do it the thing. first week of school. It's okay. All right, well, yeah. man, that's, <laughs> they got excited fast. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the way that we would handle that is that there's within the, the maintenance fees that we have, which minimal, that that's where we would take it out of, um, okay. to be able to fix it. But also that we would use that as a, as a teaching opportunity um, that's too, for our students.
0: Cause in real life, that's what you do. When all of a sudden your kid punches a hole in the wall, you got to get fixed. You either pay somebody to do it or you do it yourself. So you got to, that, that's what it really is like now. Is there, um, are there RAs or anything like that in these situations?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And so th- this is one of these places where, as we, um, as we move ahead in time and see what works best, that will will evolve and, and adapt. The idea that we're starting off with is having uh, a, a professor parent so that one one member of faculty or staff actually um, would come over and uh, weekly and check in on the students and that they would be the first point of contact um, for those living in in a particular house Um, so we'll see that's what we're trying out first and you know these are one of these things as you ask you like what are the risks you know we're trying to be as open-handed as we possibly can with the things that we're starting with and saying this is this is this is what we think will work well we've looked at it number of different models we've asked a lot of questions of how they work um but we'll see how it works best for us and we think that that's a pretty good model and that's why we're starting off with it
0: now starting off um the first year coming this fall how how large do you expect the, the assuming you get all the applications and everything and you get qualified people and stuff like that yeah. students how how large do you, would that opening class be
1: Sadly, it's a small class to start off, it's 30 students, and that is a restriction purely because of housing, what we've been able to prepare. Um, As many people have probably heard, houses in Studentville are very cheap, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily moving ready, and so we've been taking a lot of time renovating them, getting them uh, prepared for students, and so uh, that's why we're starting with 30. Uh, At maturity, we'd love to move up to 100 um, per year, Applications are rolling in now. They're also open, so if anybody would love like to apply, um, we already have um, quite. I'm not actually sure what the number is, but far more than 30 who have applied thus far, and so uh, we'd love to be able to welcome more in the future.
0: Yeah, and I'll put links into like uh, the the college's website and stuff, so people can know exactly where to go and learn more. So you'll have you hope to have 30 to start off, and your 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 thought is at some point grow up to 100, correct? Yes, that's right. And, you know, hey, you'll have 30 people you're training to help fix up those new housing places you get. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a pretty so, yeah.
1: slick model,
0: isn't it? Yeah, well, I know. Exactly. <laughs> you're, I mean, they, they got to do it somewhere. So now yeah. taking a step back again, now freshman year, they're taking classes at your on your in your academic building from professors mm-hmm. that are part of your program and maybe a few shared with um, Franciscan. Now, the 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 trades they take to start off with, will they be like on? day one or within the first semester we'll say will they be getting their hands dirty and actually
1: creating things and doing things great question thanks so much for for letting me add this in so the first year it is a a very rigorous over 20 hours a week uh in our workshop uh, getting that introduction into the major construction building trades um, no, during that time, there, there. These are not paid job sites. This is time in the classroom, getting trained, under studying the the anatomy of a home, uh, starting from you know site review to you know fi- finishing touches. Now, during that, the re- there's a number of reasons why we do that. Is that first of all, a job site is a the usual place where people get trained, but also means that it's hurried, that it's rushed, and that it's not systematic as well. And so we want to take that time. This is a, a decision that um, our, our president, Mike Sullivan, um, master craftsman himself, um, really prioritized saying that we need that dedicated time to teach our students in the workshop before we send them off into the workshop, because uh, on average, and you'll, you'll have tradesmen tell you this, um, that new apprentices cost them at least a dollar an hour, that they are so inefficient that they are costing them money. And so we would love to spend that first year training them up so that as soon as that they get to a job site starting year two, they're productive on a, on a, on a real site. So, um, so our students will start to be able to have these um, work scholarships, these study oper- study and work opportunities on job sites starting year two. And that it's at that point that their tuition will be offset by what they're bringing in. So the only money that our students need to have coming in is for that first year. Second year, it, you should be able to take care of it with what you're earning on, on actual job sites. Continue your training there.
0: Yeah, I saw on your on the website, there's a great go, go to the website, people. There's a great chart that shows each year, like how much you have to spend. And it puts in the tuition, of course. And then obviously you have your um, cost for food and things like that and just mm-hmm. expenses you have for life. And then how much you're going to make in the first year. It's nothing because you're just in classes. But then it, it's a little bit the second year. I mean, a little bit in the sense of you're not a full time. Yeah. You know, tradesman right. or something like that. But you and then each year. And I remember, I think the the sixth year, I think, and this, these are estimates of how much you're going to make, because obviously nobody can say. Sure. Yeah. But I think you estimated it was like fifty six thousand mm-hmm. dollars that they could make in their mm-hmm. in their sixth year. So they're technically still in school, they're paying their five thousand dollars to to you guys for their online classes, and they're potentially making you know fifty 000, sixty thousand dollars. I mean, that is very radically different from the typical model. Where you spend four years in a college, you make a ton of money. You might be making sixty thousand dollars two years out, maybe not. Right. Um, especially if you have a, a theology degree. degree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, you probably not, and but you've got all this debt and everything like that. So I, that really works out. Now, I hope I, I'm just I know I hope you don't mind if I just keep asking questions. Please, okay. please. Okay, great. So another thing that's big. This is like overemphasized to its detriment in a lot of secular schools and other schools, but mm-hmm. I do think it's important, and that is campus life. So yeah. uh-huh. you know you go there and what is the what is the kind of I, I mean campus is a little bit of a, a stretch for because you have an academic building a couple of buildings and you yeah. have housing down the street and stuff like that what is though like kind of campus life or city life studentville life for a
1: student at the college of St Joseph the worker what yeah work- this is a great great question. I, you know there's a number of different ways to answer this and I really appreciate it the um, first thing that I would say is that we're quite a Spartan model, and we're a we're Spartan model um, for two major reasons. One is financial, the other is philosophical, and then the financial one is like, this is how we're able to get to such a low price point, is by not having the, the elegant, uh, well-manicured campus life, that we are totally integrated into uh, downtown, and that saves our students a lot of money. You're not building a um, football stadium, is that what you're saying? No, yeah, no football stadium. <laughs> um, <laughs> the hammers, we would be called St. Joseph's. Yeah, there we go, there uh, we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the other reason philosophically is that again, kind of Going back, and I'm sorry to harp on this, we really want our students to grow up. You know, we don't want to have everything just uh, handed to them, you know, where the place where you uh, study is a place where you socialize, where is it the place that you eat, where is the place that you do your laundry and, and you live, uh, that, that kind of... Uh, uni force of everything's provided for you right here, it does create in its own model, a certain type of bubble that we would like to avoid so that our students are integrated into a town where there'll be people older than them pouring themselves into them, that there'll be people younger than them that they can themselves pour into, uh, that they are not uh, taken out of a, a vibrant and holistic community just to be with people in their age group. Um, apart from separate uh, certain occasions or hours a day so so that was a really purposeful um decision on on our part um and, and- the other thing is that I would I would love our students to create these traditions on their own, to use their own creative juices to, to come to it. Now, of course, there are things in downtown Steubenville that are happening all the time. We have these theatrical performances, uh, not only at bookmarks, but we're starting the, the, the um the theater company has just started off. And there's the First Friday festivals where the whole street, Fourth Street uh, shuts down Ah, uh, the first Friday of every month, and it's, it's this exciting, wonderful time and uh, where there's vendors and bands coming to play. So there's plenty of things to do in downtown. Um, we really and we uh, have a calendar that we've created where we list all these things, but we really hope that their student life will actually be city life. That's our goal. okay. So I mean, what you're
0: saying is, and I think it's something for, parents to consider for their own for their kids and the kids to consider i call them kids just because i'm old yeah (laughs) like they're adults i mean when they get there they're going to be adults i mean they're at least 18 Mm -hmm. uh and so you're going to treat them more like adults than the typical colleges is that basically what you're saying that's what we're hoping to do yeah so they're going to live in a house they're going to have to feed themselves they're going to have to they're going to have to have some initiative in finding uh, their social life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one thing I want to say, I'm going to say this and probably because you're not allowed to say or whatever, but my <laughs> guess is, is that your, your class will be, you, you'll have more applications from men than women. Well, I'll just put it that way. That's right. Mm-hmm. My guess is it's going to be predominantly men because of just the nature of what you guys are offering. Mm-hmm. But I want to say this to all the, the young men who are considering it. There is a the opposite balance at at the very close by Franciscan University of Studentville. <laughs> so, if you're worried that you might not be able to find a, a, a lovely young lady that that you know is, is is has a similar interest to you, that will not be a problem. I do not think in Steubenville, Ohio. So, just to kind of let that be out there
1: for the guys, who are
0: like, I'm going to be in class with a bunch of guys. How am I ever, you know? That's not going to be an issue. So that's
1: true. And I would say, you know, this is not a good pickup line. I would not recommend this, but, you know, seeing a guy who can afford a house and fix it up is pretty enticing to a young lady. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I think the young ladies at Franciscan are excited about the college coming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some guys who can do stuff with their hands, stuff like that. So. Okay, so um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? Uh, you, you mentioned a couple of things. I, I noticed um, board advisors. Uh, you have Scott Hahn is on it. Mm-hmm. Who are some other people who are kind of involved, so people know the type of people who are are enthusiastic about this project and actually giving you advice on on how how to do things.
1: Yeah, Cardinal Burke is probably our most prominent um, advisory board member and somebody who's a dear to, to to many of us um, in this in this age in the church. Um, Matt Fred, a uh, good friend. Of of mine and a uh, popular host of Pints with Aquinas is is uh, helping us out as well. Um, we have a, a smattering of um, colleagues and business and uh, and friends from a wider um, standpoint. Our our own um, local uh, uh, apostolic administrator, not technically I suppose our, our bishop is is on our spiritual advisory board. Um, our friends Marcolinis in D.C. Uh, it really is coming from a very orthodox um, Catholic. Um, a trajectory and that they are trying to lead us into the, and keep us on the straight and narrow, I would say.
0: So, so you have, like you are a Catholic college, correct? I mean, it, it, we so are, therefore, and you have like ecclesiastical approval, however that works. I can't Exactly. Remember. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there anything else? I think anything else you think that we didn't cover that, that we want to, that we want to mention about the college? Yeah.
1: You know what? The, there's so many things. Things that I've um, had the pleasure of kind of reflecting on with Jesus being in the trades for the last number of years, and it's been really fruitful um, in, in my my life uh, to think about. Um, one of those things that I um, has kind of taken me a little bit by surprise um, over time is thinking about within the new evangelization. That a lot of people like to talk about, and that there's. Um, the trades have been largely overlooked. That we'll talk about plumbers, you know, cussing like sailors and 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 whatever else and just kind of degrading that and, and for a number of reasons. Um, but maybe but to be able to send out a small army of well-formed Catholics into the blue-collar trades to evangelize to the very first people that Jesus would have been evangelizing on his job sites is a really exciting prospect for me um the i think within the age of anxiety that we we live in there's so many ways in which the trades help solve um solve the problems that we're Oftentimes, seeing both in terms of how transient our society is, the trades are pretty much move-proof. You can stay in one locality and uh, enjoy your neighbors and your friends because, well, the buildings just need to be built here. You can't export that stuff to China or to Mexico. Um, You know, there's that as we were talking about earlier, the the ability to actually see a tangible difference in the world. You know. As a result of your work um, that you find this uh, a better understanding of kind of this oblique what i would call oblique technological landscape that we live in and few of us really understand how the structures and systems that we depend on for our livelihood actually work and in the trades you not only get to know how they work but you get to build them uh, I think for these and many other reasons, you, there's going to be a greater confidence, a greater excitement that we see um, amongst our students in, in a very strong way, now being well-formed intellectually in the faith, to be able to take that moral character and to spread the gospel to a people that we've just not really focused on in the past. So I, I'm very excited about this aspect. Yeah,
0: I, I really, I, I'm I'm with you. Cause I mean, I think there's some benefits that we just don't think about for building a, I mean, cause I've been critical in the past about the new evangelization. I've even have a book written called the old evangelization. Oh, so, awesome. Great. I mean, I'm, well, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But like the point is, and I'm not, I'm not against the people who want to evangelize. And I, I'm, my point is just simply, I think we miss certain aspects of, of like, we we focus just on, okay, at my desk job, I talked to somebody else about Jesus. Very good. You should do that. Sure. But yeah. like, what about the building of the culture? Yes. Much yeah. deeper. Yes. And in the trades, like you said, first of all, just the staying put, I think that's something mm-hmm. that we don't realize how important that is. Mm-hmm. And also having that stability of work, like, okay, so I, my undergrad years ago was in systems analysis, computers. Mm-hmm. I was a computer programmer for many years. Okay, great. And I remember, somebody some professor back this was in the early 90s said something about like well eventually artificial intelligence will probably take over your job and we all <laughs> we laughed right it's not a joke anymore mm-hmm. because it's actually happening i know of people who like basically they they like people can build things now that you to need a programmer for that you don't you just get you just tell ai here's what i want and it creates it yeah. and you know we I had I had actually Dr. Gan of Franciscan talking about AI here on the podcast a, a while back. And I have my ish, my my worries, I'll say the least. But whether that's good sure, or bad, hear them. Yeah. the point is AI, at least anytime and any time isn't gonna be building that that house for you. Now, no. yeah, they could get robots to do it, but there's something to say that's way off. But also like having an actual person build something beautiful. It is like just something that we all you know and beautiful I, I don't mean like beautiful like an art like i mean like a building that's beautiful
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: yeah. i think that's just something that we're missing i mean you see that when you drive down all the modern buildings are also utilitarian and and just yes. ugly and that's yep. an impact i mean what about like you know the old like a old european town where things are beautiful i mean my hope is my is that your college will be creating you know Getting people who will then not only build things,
1: but they'll build beautiful things, which I do think makes an impact. And, I, and my sermon is now done. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree with you. I'm, 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 I don't think that it's, it, seems, it seems extremely difficult to evangelize somebody if you're not welcoming them into a new way of life. You know, so we have, I mean, completely to your point, we have to build up new structures, new patterns and orders of of our lives uh, so that there actually is a way in which somebody can truly repent of their daily habits and turn to something new. And those physically have to be rebuilt be great if we built them in a way that didn't make us look like communists yeah yeah right, exactly. <laughs> I mean,
0: that was that's actually my big criticism of the new evangelization how it's practiced is that it often is just sprinkling on catholicism onto something that is mm. broken kind mm. of not the right and so like we got to go deeper. And yeah. I think that's something this college is doing now. What is the website? Uh, I will link to it, but why don't you tell us what's the website so people can find out more.
1: Yeah. College of is where, where you can find us. And I would say kind of a, a last little plug is that uh, if somebody's unsure about whether or not to come or, or rather hearing this and wishing that they could do undergraduate all over again, we're doing these short-term courses ranging from one week to one month. Everything from intro to home home ownership, how they take care of your own house, a crash course of of that anatomy of a course year that we're doing, and as well as timber framing, intro to the carpentry. uh, And they all have a theology component to them. So that might be a nice way for somebody to come and get to know us here on the ground. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Now for...
0: People who are watching and listening to this right when we go, come out, is there a deadline for students who might be interested in fall of 2024?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking about that, too. February 5th is our application deadline, so you have uh, the better part of this month to to get those in.
0: Okay, okay, great. Okay, and I will link to the uh, website on the show notes so people can go to it anytime. any uh, time. Thank you so much, Jacob. This has been great. Uh, I'm very excited. I mean, well, I know you guys had you. some hiccups at the beginning, just getting out the door. And I, I'm just like, it's it's great uh, that it's going to happen. And uh, I, I wish you all the best of luck. Eric, thank you so
1: much. I really appreciate your prayers and support. It means Absolutely. a lot to us.
0: Absolutely. And I'll keep telling people about it. We'll keep praying for you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, you too. And until next time, everybody, God love you.